Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athen Wasalan. In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saobona. In Senegal, Nangadeh. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all. <coughs> Good morning, everybody. Grand Rising. And, um, yeah, we are here today with Self uh, Cell Care. I guess I should play my, my intro, actually. <laughs> One of those Tuesday mornings. Give me a minute. Um, so, let's see if I actually have my uh my promo um so i here we go what if you could live to be 120 years old and remain active healthy alert and vibrant our bodies are made up of cells that are constantly rejuvenating so if we take proper care of ourselves we can literally defy aging. Join us every Tuesday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time to learn about self-cell care from Susan Essentials on the Female Solution Blog Talk Radio Show. Learn how to help your body and yourself feel rejuvenated each day through proper nutrition, sleep, frequency medicine, and many unconventional methods of self-care. I'm Jody Susan. Join me and my amazing guests by calling in at 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak. 
We'll help you achieve a breakthrough in your health today. So I was just listening to that intro, which I usually forget to play, and with a different ear. And it said many unconventional ways, right, of healing yourself. And, you know, of course, that's frequency medicine. But in there, sleep, which is hilarious because lately I've not been getting much good sleep. And it does feel like it's an unconventional way. So, anyway, today's topic is how do you fear as a signal to manifest your best self? Who created this topic? None other than my girlfriend, Michelle Froge, the rock star coach. And I'm going to bring her on right now. And um, Grand Rising Girlfriend. Grand Rising. Thank you. So, um, I also want to say thank you to our friends Donna and Chris who are here this morning. And um, mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to start off the morning with uh, a little bit of humor. And, um, <clears throat> you know, so you have these Thursday night, um, what's it called when you get up on stage? Karaoke. karaoke. Right, right. And, um, like, singing in public is probably one of my fear things. <laughs> and I did it anyway. You crushed it. You crushed no, 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 no. Andrew crushed it. <laughs> my husband crushed it. He did great. You crushed the fear. You oh, I, oh, I crushed the fear all day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I crushed the fear. I did not crush it on stage. And I think what we ascertained was that. I am the backup singer and the dancer. <laughs> hey, and we need those. So yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> just, you know, probably not a good idea for me be for me to be the lead singer. Just saying. <laughs> we have a great time, though, don't we? Oh, my God, it was so much fun. I have to check my schedule, but I'm going back Thursday. I mean, I like, oh, my God. Um, and, Andrew, I tried to upload the videos on Facebook, but I don't know why Facebook wasn't having anything to do with it. So. Oh, no. Well, he definitely has to get back up then so he can do another video and get it on. And do a live. Yeah, because he's got a really good voice. So, uh, so today we're talking about how to use fear as a signal to manifest your best self. Or to find out where you really belong. <laughs> the backup singer and the dancer. <laughs> so, so, <clears throat> um, anyways, so this was your topic that you chose. And I think that, you know, I kind of buried this this issue for a while. I mean, it's, it's not usually an issue that I have, but I do see it for people all over. And I started noticing that I just started ignoring it because I didn't feel like I could influence it. And so God gave you the message because, like, she's not listening. That's why it works. <laughs> I know, right? That's why it takes a village to raise this child. All of us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So if you have questions and you want to call into the show, um, it's 515-605-9325. You can also make a contribution. It doesn't have to be a question. 
Um, and, um, but I think that what we want to look at, and um, I'll take the lead just for the moment on a list of things that I, I have noticed during coaching that people have fear of. And then I want you to add to that list, and then we'll just go where the, where, where the universe takes us. Does that sound cool? Absolutely. Okay. So, interestingly enough, cooking your own food. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, getting out of bed to face the day. Um, going for a walk in the neighborhood. Um, actually, just even leaving the house right now. I think after the last few years, right? Um, and then the obvious, I think those were the not so obvious, uh, the obvious, like, um, fear of speaking your truth, fear of standing out, fear of being, of stepping into your own power, of your own powerful being. Um, go ahead. I know you got tons to add. Go for it. Fear of being on stage. Sorry. So, you know, some of those things, actually, there's a deeper fear in there. And this is what I find that, that is interesting to me. Because on the surface, we might think that we are afraid of cooking our own food. But what is the, what, if you drill that down, what could that be? Well, if you're cooking your own food and someone else is going to eat it as well, perhaps it's fear of judgment. Perhaps it's fear of criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when we drill down in almost everything that we don't do, there is a fear involved. Almost everything. Um, and that's what I've learned about um, during my coaching sessions because I drill down, you know, we try to get to the root of it. And as we drill down, I find these things that a lot of times the the person didn't even think of. I mean, she's not even conscious of it, right? So fear of judgment is a big one. Um, Fear of failure. Interestingly enough, what I see quite often is fear of success. Well, that's a really big one. Like that, like, that's like, you know, fear of your own light, you know? And, and you're right. It is all about the judgment, the criticism, the failure, the, the fear of success. But the fear of being in your own power and being in your own light is so huge because, you know, I, I was looking back um, to my childhood, to the childhood of my mom and, you know, like all of that, of our ancestors, right? And... There's always been a divide. You know, in our families, the Jews and the Italians, right? Um, or that was my, 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 really mostly my dad. So, like, he grew up in um, Chicago, uh, I think it was Southside. And so there was the Jews and the Italians. And there was always the fistfights, you know, fear of being together. And so... We really brought lines <laughs> like the last three years about how 
unaccepting we are and how judgmental we are about people having a different opinion. And yet it's been going on and now it's like, like it's on, um, it's like a superfood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, it's a, a super toxin. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fear of change is another biggie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes along with some other fears. Because if you are fearful of success, it might be the change that will come when you are successful. You know, what all do we have to give up, perhaps, in order to be successful? What all do we have to allow, allow in, in order to be successful? Um, And, of course, the shining our own light can be one of those fears, fear of visibility, which goes right along with shining our own light and Mm -hmm. stepping into our power. I see that a lot with entrepreneurs. you know, if you are the face of your business and you're not visible, how successful can your business be? Probably not super successful. Well, um, so hold, hold on, though, because it's interesting because I was thinking the opposite. So I love that about us. Love that. Um, so for me to be more successful, I believe, I have to be out of the light for a while. Like, I have to be, I have to go and, fin- like, you know, this month, the only thing really I'm doing is the show and, and finishing my book. And I have to actually step away in order to do that. Sure. And so, for me, that's a change of, and I know that's not what you're talking about, but I also want to give it as a caveat, right? Yeah, sure. Right? Sure. It's like, like sometimes we have to go away and step away from the world in order to co-create with the universe what they need. So go ahead. Sorry. I know you're fighting at the bit. Well, you know, the visibility is, um, it's a lot of times, it's kind of like fear of public speaking, right? It's like being in the limelight. That's hard for a lot of people. Oh, for sure. A lot of Mm -hmm. people. Um, in our businesses or in our lives in general, doesn't matter business or not, sometimes the message is rest. Sometimes the message is go inside. Sometimes it is um, take a step back. And this could be a time for just physical rest, mental rest, spiritual rest. It could also be a time for us to strategize because oftentimes entrepreneurs we get in go mode and action mode, and um, we can, if we're not careful, we can uh, lose our own daily routine of whatever that may be, praying, meditation, journaling, um, you know, reading some, some uh, self-help or spiritual or whatever, you know, topic kind of book that is going to um, help you in your business. Sometimes we can forget to do that because we get so busy. And sometimes um, we, we have a fear that if we don't continue on, if we don't take action every single day, if we're not doing, 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 then our business is going to fail. Or if we're not doing, 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 our relationship is going to fail. 
And while it's true, it can be just completely soft, unless we have someone else uh, running the show, or if you, if, unless you've created the, the system to put it in autopilot, say for a business, can't do that in a relationship, but say for a business, um, then it will eventually lose that momentum. And yet, because of that fear, sometimes we can push too much and we, we give it too much. And really, exactly what you said, Jody, we, we are being called to take a step back and do maybe some of the behind-the-scenes work with, you know, working in your business um, versus on your business or vice versa. I, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's really important to work both ends. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, people miss you for the week or the 30 days, whatever it is that you're, you know, um, doing that self-reflection. They'll get over it and they'll come back. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, with how much we're bombarded, uh, especially like social media and emails and things like that with our technology, Maybe they won't even notice because we're so bombarded. Unless they, like this show, unless they, you know, are ready for it every Tuesday morning, which I know a lot of people are because it's so, um, it's so, it's so filling. I don't want to say fulfilling. It's so filling. It fills us up. It fills our cup up. Our our mind and our soul and our spirit. Um, but unless it's something like that that's really intriguing in, in a way that really touches us, you know, if someone takes 30 days off of social media, I may not even realize it because, honestly, I might not see their stuff very often anyway unless I'm reacting or interacting, you know, on the daily pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have a friend of mine, um, more like an acquaintance, but still a friend, and I remember uh, last year, she did a post and she said, yeah, I'm going to be off of social media for 30 days. I just didn't want you guys to miss me. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm not sure that I would make that announcement. <laughs> a lot of people do that. I mean, but it's really good to, to take time off. But, I mean, so this is actually judgmental on my part. I'm just going to tell you. That it's judgmental, that I don't necessarily think that we need to be announcing that we're going off. I mean, like, I'm taking off 30 days, but I don't know that I need to really announce it to, like, as a public announcement on my on my feeds. Just go do your thing mm-hmm. and let life go. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I feel that that's odd. Maybe I'm feeling it's, um, what is that? Uh, maybe because deep down I'm an introvert and antisocial. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so, you know, I think it kind of goes along with, and this is a little bit off, but, you know, how how a lot of people um, post what they're eating every single day. I don't think it's so much of a thing now, but, like, for a while, especially during COVID, right, where we were not getting out much, if at all, and, you know, people were posting everything they were eating all day long. And it was like, okay, I really don't need to see your oatmeal, you know, today again. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. 
Now, you know, I post pictures of food, but this is a way to get people to get creative about. This is, like, this is your business. This is your education. It's totally different than someone putting their faith in their... I know. On the first. However, what's funny, if you look back in time, uh-huh. what did famous artists draw pictures of? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Absolutely. So I think it's just hilarious. Like, you give people some too much time and they go, oh, look at that beautiful apple. And it is beautiful. That's great. I know. That's wonderful. <laughs> so, so let's get back to fear. How can we support others? Let's let's think of the ways. How do we get people to overcome fear, right? And 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 actually, let before we talk about overcoming, let's talk about the signals. Mm-hmm. So the signals could be like a funky feeling in your gut, your heart, your the body signals, right? Go, yeah. For, yeah, go for it. Yeah. I mean, body signals are probably the biggest indicator. Um, you know, if you're, for instance, if you're watching a movie um, and something scary is about to happen, right? You feel it, like you you tense up. You start, you know, you might start feeling it in your belly. Uh, your heart might start racing. You might be sweating. Um, if anyone has dealt with anxiety or knows someone that has dealt with anxiety, who, who, anyone? I have not, thankfully, um, dealt with it myself. Seriously? Very rare occasion. Um, but that was for oh, me. Oh, honey. I used to have to pull over on the side of the road. I was having panic attacks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was like nervousness more than anything, and that was just like maybe getting on stage or singing the song that I wasn't quite sure of or whatever. Uh-huh. But um, I've definitely uh, been in relationships with, with people that do have um, anxiety at times, and it can be debilitating. Like It'll cripple you. It'll cripple you. It absolutely can. Yes. And and sorry, it just came to me. So I have a client, and I would say that that client, um, hold on a second. Okay, so uh, as long as I'm not using names, um, their hands really got crippled, right? Mm -hmm. Because their relationship with the spouse, now former spouse, was crippling to them. And there was a lot of fear about not being accepted. And interestingly enough, that happened to my mom. Mm-hmm. So she had, her hands were crippled because she didn't feel accepted. She had the fear of not being accepted by my father. And it showed up in the, her hands. It crippled her. Yeah. So... Fear is such a powerful emotion, and I'm being called to say being used as a weapon mm-hmm. of mass destruction. And this is not new. You can go back to the Holocaust and before then. You can go way before the Holocaust, but that's just one an easy one for everyone to get. Yeah. Where 
there are people use fear as a method of mass destruction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just being called to say it's not what God intended. And mm-hmm. he loves his children. And he said, call on me if you feel fear. Call on me. Connect with me. Make sure you can feel me in your heart and call on me. And I'll get you on the right path. Less the fear. Because when you stand with God, fear goes away. And I also am called to say this. For those people who believe that there's darkness in the world, like, let's say, entities and demons, and for those who don't believe in that, you don't have to listen. Um, Fear is the entry point into your body. Um, Dark energies can enter your physical body and take it over when fear is present. It only needs a nanosecond. So think about that for a moment. Because we're in a spiritual war right now. Dark against, dark dark and evil against, you know, light and good. And so we have to stand in our own bodies, stay in bodies, Stay in body, first of all. Don't jump out of body. And stick to your belief systems. And I'm not saying don't be open to what your, who your respected friends are. I'm not saying that. But stick to you. And know that your journey doesn't have to be the same as someone else's journey. That would be like Michelle and I, like me trying to be the freaking rock star coach and get on stage and sing. You would laugh me off the stage. <laughs> it would be comical. It would be silly. You might say I'm a really good dancer, though. <laughs> Just saying. Donna's got a comment. She says, just maybe we need to accept ourselves, then we wouldn't need acceptance from others and we wouldn't get crippled hands. So Donna is exactly right. And I want to do a yes and to that. And first of all, thank you for sharing. Really, really wise. Yes, we need to accept ourselves. And yes, we need to, to stop seeking the acceptance of others. The only one you need acceptance from other than yourself is God. That's it. Boom. That's it. Do you want to add to that, Michelle? Well, what came to my mind is God accepts us unconditionally. Thank you. So we already are accepted by God. So what I would say the yes and for me would be is yes. And the only one we need acceptance from is ourselves because God already accepts us. No question that. So 
it really is our work to accept ourselves. And fear comes into this as well, right? What happens if I accept myself? What happens if I love myself? Well, maybe relationships will fall away. Maybe I won't have that person in my life anymore. That's true. Maybe you won't. And maybe they are not meant for you any longer. Maybe uh, they were for a season or a reason. Maybe they were sent to teach you something, but they were not meant to be there long term. Maybe it has turned toxic. And us accepting ourselves sometimes means we have to make big changes. And there's a lot of fear around that, too. We mentioned that. Anytime we are stepping up, like Jody said, you know, stepping into our power, shining our own light, there could be fear of change, fear of things falling away, fear of things not being the way that they have been. And even when things will be better, when you make that change, sometimes the, the misery of being comfortable is easier than the joy of being temporarily uncomfortable. Oops, sorry, I'm uh, getting us posted in the other group. I, like I had reverb on my voice. I was hearing myself twice. You did. <laughs> <laughs> but I have almost 500 people in that group. And so Wonderful. I, I yes. just thought um, it would be a nice thing to invite them. Let them hear what's going on. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> posted. Perfect. See how pretty you look? Ooh. Oh, goodness. <laughs> my best because I don't have enough light in this office. <laughs> it's all good. You are beautiful. And my light's actually yellow, and yours is blue. And those are the two colors of my logo. So there you go. <laughs> it was meant to be. Thank you. Find something right in everything. Woohoo. <clears throat> so, um,. And back to Donna, uh, she said, yes, God. I totally agree with. Yeah. And so, and I want to just say this, and that's why I say you, the only one who needs to accept you is God. I want to bring some clarity. So I, when I'm, um, when I'm in a situation where I need clarity, you know, of course I meditate like you do, and and I pray and I ask questions and so if I need direction I ask God and so if I can connect with God and get that answer um, that's the only answer I need you know and so that's why I mean when I say um, we don't need you know I, I'm, 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 I wasn't saying that God doesn't accept us I am saying that, of course, God accepts us exactly how we are with all of our imperfections, right? Um, a lot of the things in my healing center have imperfections on it, and that's intentional so that people know that you can display something imperfect and have it be perfect. But if we are looking only to God for our direction in life, 
and I'm not saying don't talk, but I mean for the final, like, yeehaw. Like, go ahead and talk to people, get your information, and, you know, do what you do. And then go pray about it, and you and God decide what's good for you. That's my point. Because you don't have to worry about pleasing mom and dad. You don't have to worry about pleasing a sibling, a friend. Um, you just have to worry about uh, aligning with your mission on earth whatever that may be, and I can promise you this, whatever your mission is, is uniquely different from everybody else because they needed us to all have different skill sets in order to handle the challenges that are coming our way. So, um, and Donna says, I think sometimes being uncomfortable is a comfort zone. Yeah, that's the comment that I saw that I just, yeah, that absolutely, Donna. Yeah. That's exactly what I was saying. Um, yeah. It's more comfortable to stay in the discomfort rather than, you know, stepping out of that because it's changed. It's new. It's different. Things won't be the same. And even when we're not happy, sometimes being comfortable is more important to us. And I'm not saying that's wrong. It's just something to look at and to understand. If we're fearful of the change and doing things differently, then we need to know we might stay uncomfortable. That's the trade-off. Yeah, and I like the I like the, the whole thought around that because it may be common for you, right? But it's not normal. So, like, do you want to stay in common or do you want to be Abby normal? Which I, I prefer Abby normal. <laughs> like, I like being different. I don't want to be a cookie cutter. You know, they sold us those cookie cutters, remember? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you really want them, unless you're making cookies. No, I know. Yeah, and even then. So let me go to a quick commercial, and then we're going to go to um, the other comments that we have here. And um, I'm going to ask everybody who's here, please share the show while we're in commercial. Uh, Take the link that you have, share the show, invite your friends. I think this is such an important topic. Um, You know, you know about manifesting your best self, how do you steer is a signal. And so we talked about some of those signals, and we're going to talk about lots more signals. And then we're going to talk about what do you do with those signals and how do you use it to co-create with the universe, what it is that you're really meant to do here. And, um, you know, like that. Okay? Cool beans? Perfect. All right. So let's do... Yay! The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speak. Tuesday, Self-Self-Care with Jody Kusan. Wednesday, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursday, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Well-Being with Beata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. 
First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And Fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Bianca. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. Okay, and last one. Hi, I'm Jody Susan, Susan Essentials. I started Susan Essentials in 2015 because of a personal health journey. I was over-medicated and put on 19 different medications. And yet, I reversed all my chronic diseases using plant and energy-based healing. It was amazing. At Susan Essentials, we support both consumers and businesses, and we do that with helping your employees or yourself with a food as medicine mindset. How Tucson Essentials supports businesses and consumers is we teach people about a food as medicine mindset. So we support people on how to support their own immune system, how to support their brain health, how to support their emotional well-being. And we do that all with plant and an energy-based healing. We are back. Um, I just want to mention <clears throat> that um, I published, you know, I was published in Shout Out Atlanta last Wednesday. Yeah. Congratulations. It was a wonderful article. Wonderful. Thank you. You were mentioned, as you might know. <laughs> I tried. Thank you for that as yeah, well. A few times. Um, but I'm going to share the article in the link and ask people to, to read it later because it occurred to me is that it kind of outlines, outline, uh, outlined without saying so, say that three times fast and have a brain that's not working this morning. Um, and I'll just show, uh, um, let me just share it real quick. So. It's a shout out Atlanta, um, you know, meet me, nutritionist, human behaviors, brain health professional, quantum energy healer. And what I want to just mention is this paragraph in here about how I recreated my career from finance and marketing to, to, to become who I am today. And I, while I didn't say I had to let go of my fears, spoiler alert. <laughs> So I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on that, but I do want to share the article and say that, you know, if, if the purpose really is of why I publish and why I do what I do is so that I can give you permission by demonstrating, um, you know, that you can get out there and you can make mistakes. I mean, for people who have followed us for a long time, like Chris, right? She's on here. I don't know who else is on here, but you know, you can share who who you are on here. But I I've made plenty of mistakes on here. <laughs> Just saying, and I've made plenty of mistakes up on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So I mean, life is filled with them, and you know, first of all, it makes for great comedy at your funeral. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> Or in the moment. Or in the moment. <laughs> we can we can spread joy without even trying sometimes. <laughs> Isn't that I mean like 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 Thursday, right? Uh, me getting on stage, and I, I I think 
that Bill may have turned down the volume on my mic. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> hey, no, I have no will, no judgment. Actually, I have a lot of gratitude. Because, <laughs> you know, I haven't really sang since 1981, and I joined a choir, and I'm enjoying it. But even so, I'm still just kind of like half in, getting my feet wet, going, yeah, I'm not really ready to belt this out loud just yet. So, <laughs> so um, anyways, so where are we on our comments? Um, I think we're at Chris. So, yeah. hi, Chris. Yeah. Um, she says, self-acceptance, worthiness have been the biggest part, biggest to accept. I asked, why me? But why not? We're all divine beings, children of God. Yeah. You want to go first on that? Uh, worthiness and self-acceptance is such a big thing. And while anyone can be challenged with it, um, I have seen, because I primarily work with women, I have seen it run rampant in um, fellow women. And I've dealt with it. I, I have not conquered it myself. And I would say for me and probably for a lot of others, fear is part of that. If I completely accept myself the way I am, there could be a fear of judgment around that. What are other people going to think? If, if we have self-worth issues, oftentimes it is, there is a fear that's underlying. Whether that be uh, from you know, our upbringing, from our parents or our caretakers, or something we learned in school, that's where mine came from, just, you know, being kind of, they call it bullying now, but, you know, back then we didn't use that term, teasing or, you know, just, you know, kids being cruel, you know, um, being different. I was different. I, um, so, you know, all of those things came from me wanting to be accepted by others. And then when I wasn't, I looked at myself and thought, well, why am I not? There must be something wrong with me. And then I started to put that on myself. So there can be all sorts of different ways we can kind of come in, you know, it can all come in the back door and start affecting us. And sometimes it doesn't affect us until later in life. I just spoke with a woman yesterday who said, you know, things were pretty great until she gave up her corporate job to be a mom. And for the years of being a mom, she kind of retreated and she started not to feel comfortable in her own skin. So this can be body changes. This can be environmental changes. This can be, Joey's food changes, things that we're putting in our body, right, can cause us um, 
to feel unworthy. And this is this is a constant work for a lot of us. There, I want to say there is no magic pill, but it doesn't have to be as difficult as we sometimes make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is it is something that I would look at the fears around if you want to look at where is that coming from. I would say go deep and ask what am I fearful of, and then work on that because once we work on the fear, then those self worth and self acceptance issues will simply fade away. They truly will if we can let go and clear that fear. Well, and the question is, is it real? So when you start looking at it, Chris, uh, what is the fear? Like, and you write it down, okay? So this is kind of a how-to. You write it down. And then you think about where did it come from, right? And you can access your Akashic records for that, or you can have just have a memory, depending, because it could be this lifetime, past lifetimes, right? And then decide, is it real? Like, is there any reality in that? And sometimes there might be. Like, maybe you were burned at the stake like I was. I mean, so, yeah. Sorry, those who didn't know. Anyway. Uh, so, no, but seriously. So, so if it's real, let's say it is real. You, then you need to think through what are the steps to overcome or to mitigate, and why do we give it power? If it was real, did you give it power by giving it attention? Or did you take the attention away from it to take its power away? See, the more we give attention to someone who's trying to hurt us and is still fear, we are, if we give attention, we're giving them our power. Now, that's a hard nut to crack when you love that person. I'm just going to say that one again. That is a hard nut to crack when you love that person because you want what y'all signed up for. <laughs> you know, like like it sucks when it's not working, right? So, so you know, the guidance I've been given lately is, um, so I start, I start seeing this, angel number and I didn't know it was an angel number it's 414 never knew but it kept on popping up and the second time it popped up I was like um, okay what does angel number is it an angel number is it a Bible verse you know what is it and so this is what I found um, on Google doesn't mean it's true, right? <laughs> Let me find on Google. Um, actually, there was a really good one on, I think it was the coolest or something. But, but basically, it's, it's saying that there's, you're ready for positive change, which I was. I was not having a good moment in time. Um, and it shows up as a hallmark of divine timing, an angelic sign that you can prepare for changes and take more an active role in aligning your actions and ideas with your true soul purpose. Um, so, and there was so much more with this. I mean, there was an article I found. And so 
we can be more aware of the signals that the universe is also giving us, not just your body, right? So your body is going to give you signals, the universe is going to give you signals, and start looking at them, um, and stop and pause. And, and by the way, one of the biggest things that I've noticed um, is that the universe gives you signals through the animals and the insects. Mm-hmm. Do you know what a, a, a cockroach on its back means? You told me, and my brain's not working, so you told me, but I don't remember at the moment. That's okay. So I'm actually going to pull it up. But basically, um, you know, cockroaches represent family because they're always, they're always like, you know, they never come alone, right? Oh, and Unfortunately. <laughs> right? And... Um, here, let me see if I can find it again. But they represent family, and when they're on their back and they're dying, it beca- and, and it's a spiritual message, okay? Because not all, I always ask, is this just a cockroach dying, or is this a spiritual message, right? That's my first question to the universe. And when it's a spiritual message, it's that you're killing off your freaking family. <laughs> just saying. But the cockroaches are uh, from the, I think from the dinosaur age. Mm-hmm. And so they are the, one of the most resilient um, species of insect on the planet. And so for them to start dying, I mean, I think that this is really awful. I, I'm not going to show a screenshot, but I remember reading this, and, I, and I'm not going to get it exact. But basically there was a time <clears throat> where they took cockroaches and they – put them in a microwave to see how resilient they would be to radiation. Yeah, I mean, we're, we live in a really sick, sick uh, world, I'm just going to say. And um, it can cancel the whole energy around that, transmuted up to source your place of God to find white light. There you go. And so, um, and they, you know, they did well. So they're, they're also, cockroaches are a sign of resilience, determination, perseverance. And so when you go to, when you find a cockroach, uh, please don't kill it. Catch it in a cup or whatever. Pick it up gently with a piece of paper or whatever and put it outside. Because um, there is karma on that. just going to tell you. Try not to kill your insects. We need them. They all serve a purpose. Um, and, and when you're capturing them. Uh, yes, Chris, Animal Speak is a good, great book to help determine what animals may symbolize. And I also bought, I bought another one recommended by Kwame, um, Sunhorse. Um, and ah, it's downstairs in my healing center. But it's a really good book, and I've been having some fun looking through uh, these different books. Um, I, do, I usually do Google it, but um, I'm enjoying the deeper dive that these books are having to offer. So, great idea. Um, here, let me just put that up so that people can see it. It's called Animal Speak. Uh, and I'll look up the one I had from Amazon, um, look at the history, and so I can figure out which one it was. We also bought Bird 
bird perches. My birds broke their perch yesterday sometime. I woke up this morning and their perch was not connected to their condo anymore. It's like, ooh. Oh, you know what? Hilarious, Chris. It's the same book, Animal Speak. <laughs> the spiritual magical powers of rich creatures, great and small. That's the same one I bought. And I bought the spiral bound. So uh, let me show that so people can uh, see. Um, so this is the book, okay? Um, paperback, Kindle, spiral bound. Um, but it's a great book. I'm having a lot of joy uh, researching and fully understanding how God speaks to us, you know. So um, thank you for that, Chris. <sighs> so where are we? Get me back on track, would you? Signals, um, and you were talking about animals and insects and the universe giving us signs. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think too. You know, part of the universe giving us signals could be things as blatant as a billboard when you were driving down the road, or a song that may come on the radio, or something that just pops in your head, right? A memory of something or um, something that comes out of nowhere that you wonder, why did I just think about that? Have you had those moments? Why did I just think about that? Um, I haven't thought about that in years, right? Well, that's a signal. It, and if we are fearful of something, that could be, you know, a sign of our fear or Better yet, it could be a sign of how we overcome those fears, because I know that's what we were going to talk about next. Yeah, and I think that's where we should go to, because um, commercial's coming up in a few minutes. And I think we should start, I, thank you, thank you, thank you. I think um, that it's important to start talking about the solutions. Um, uh, I just want to... Um, Make sure we have uh, looked at some of these comments. So Donna says she, uh, I, the fear I deal with is getting to know me. I don't really understand why. I'd like to address that. So so for you, Donna, um, and, I, and I notice this with others as well, because, you know, I, I have a close someone very close to me who's also fearful of getting to know who they are. Um, you were penalized and reprimanded for um, being you this lifetime. In this lifetime, actually, I'm hearing, and in past lifetimes. No surprise for most of us, right? Um, and so... Um, you you know you can remove that from your field um, about being penalized and actually giving it any value. You don't have to give it value. A lot of people are wired um, to judge. We all are, but some are wired to judge out loud, meaning to voice their judgment. Think about mom, dad. Um, they tell you how to be, what to be. Not all of them. 
by the way. But I'm just saying that can show up that way. So I'm certainly not putting that on any mom and dad throughout the entire universe. Okay, cancel that. Um, and I think that there's a part of you that <laughs> that's hilarious. So they're telling me there's a part of you that may really like and really love you. <laughs> and so you're afraid of really stepping into the, the, the goodness and the loveliness that you are. And um, like, that's like, that's it. Like um, they're saying that you're such a lovely soul and a huge heart. Um Actually, they're saying a caring heart, like a a warm heart, uh, a healing heart, and that if you step into that, um, yeah, I'll be, it will be scary at first, but that's just about facing our fears. And once you get over that hump of, of oh gosh, Fagla has something to say. She's downstairs. <laughs> Do you hear her? I <laughs> she's like. I want in on this conversation. <laughs> I'll bring her up. Why don't you, here's what we'll do. Why don't you take over from where I'm at right now? Um, I'm going to move the cage so it's a little closer to my desk. And um, I'll go downstairs. I'll get Vagala. When we come back, we'll go to commercial when you're complete. And then we'll put Fagala on. <laughs> She'll be our third co-host. Perfect. All right. I'll let you go. And actually, okay. I'm going to see if I can switch this a little bit uh, and then switch you over here. Thank you. Okay. So, yeah, Donna, what I was feeling around that, and this isn't just necessarily for you, but I, I appreciate you bringing that to the table because I think – in fact, I was speaking about this last night. Uh, oftentimes, we can be afraid of taking a look at ourselves because we are afraid of what we will find. Not only are we possibly afraid of what we will find, but we're afraid of having to deal with it when we find it. Right? Like, okay, if I see something that I don't like, then what, right? What are the next steps going to be? Which can turn into, a, you know, a whole slew of other fears, right? What is going to have to change? What in my world is going to have to look differently when I start to really look at myself and take the steps to healing? And this goes back to being uncomfortable. Oftentimes, it's so much easier to say, uncomfortable because we know that if we take the steps to heal, wow, that's really going to be uncomfortable. But when we take that time to be uncomfortable and face that fear and move through that and do the healing and do the work and make the changes that are necessary in that work, the other side of that is peace and joy and love and prosperity and abundance and all of those things that we say, well, we say we want. 
right? We will say we want those things constantly, and we will get frustrated, and we will tell our friends and our our partners and, you know, our kids and our coaches and our therapists, and we will shout it from the rooftop. I want this. Why don't I have this? And at the same time, we are telling ourselves, oh, but if I do the work to get there, that's going to be really difficult. It's going to be scary. I don't want to have to look at it. I don't want to have to admit. I don't want to have to take accountability. I don't want to have to see myself in that light. I'd rather just look at others and judge others and have them be the ones that need to do the changing. Or I know I need to change, but I'm not ready to take that step. I'm not ready to look in the mirror yet. And acknowledging that actually is the first step to getting through it. And then understanding what's on the other side and really wanting that more than you want to stay comfortable. So there's a whole lot in there. Donna, and I, again, I thank you for bringing me that up because that is probably more prevalent than people realize. I bet each one of us in our own way have something that we don't want to look at because of what the consequences will be. And consequences don't have to be bad, right? Consequences are just what happens after we do something or say something. Yeah, they could be good or bad. That's right. Yes. So oftentimes it's, we just don't want whatever that consequence is. And it could be something wonderful, but we might have to, you know, go through some changes and, and walk through some mud in order to get there. And we are not willing to be that uncomfortable. So that's what, it's just an acknowledgement to know that and then work on that. So thank you again. On the way up, Sagla left a feather. She dropped a feather. And I think she dropped it for you, Donna. So I'll let you see the beauty of the feather that she dropped for you. Oh, beautiful. Look at the blues. I think purple. Is there purples in there? Yep. Purple, blue, gray, green, white, yellow. Look at that. So she dropped that for you. I'm just letting you see that and feel that. Okay, it's received by you, bitch. Um, and Donna also says she also loves being different, which I do too. And I know you do too, Michelle. I guess. Um, so it's 9.03. We'll go to a, a real quick commercial. If you, uh, you know, do us a favor, invite your friends the show to listen in and to receive the wisdom and to share their own wisdom like you guys are doing. We appreciate you sharing your wisdom, sharing your thoughts, um, being vulnerable. These are important things. So thank you. So um, just do a quick commercial here. Ah, there we go. Hi, I'm Jody Susan, Susan Essential. I started Tucson Essentials in 2015 because of a personal health journey. I was over-medicated and put on 19 different medications. And yet, I reversed all my chronic diseases using plant and energy-based healing. It was amazing. At Tucson Essentials, 
We support both consumers and businesses. And we do that with helping your employees or yourself with a food as medicine mindset. How Tucson Essential supports businesses and consumers is we teach people about a food as medicine mindset. So we support people on how to support their own immune system, how to support their brain health, how to support their emotional well-being. And we do that all with plant and an energy-based healing. There you go, plant and energy-based healing. Woohoo! And a little mindset. <laughs> so we have Fagla here, and uh, Fagla is a griffin and um, a spiritual being. So it's her sister, and um, her sister is actually the older soul. But she's more quiet. She's more introverted. And Fagla comes out and speaks to them both. Um, and what is it that you wanted to share with everybody about fear? Oh, I love you. Yes. Okay. So she's got a couple things that she wants to say. She said when she was born... And, you know, she was given um, a shot for a particular uh, thing that this species, I don't want to say those words because it will just trigger, the, you know, the whole AI thing. Um, but she got sick, you know, from the uh, concoction, we'll call it, right? And, and the person who I adopted Fagula from, gave me bird food in a little Ziploc baggie, and typically bird food is not refrigerated, but this one needed to be, and it was in a Ziploc baggie with no instructions, and so it was not refrigerated, so every time I was feeding her, I was feeding her disease and sickness, and she got very, very ill, and she, I have a picture of her where she couldn't even get her head out. Um, out of the bowl. Her whole entire little bitty body at that point was in the bowl. And um, she said she had so much fear, she didn't think she was going to live, and she didn't know how to tell mommy that she wasn't doing well. And she says her faith in God has gotten her through um, everything. And she says, uh, we have rocky times here at, at the house between mommy and daddy. They're working out their issues. They're working out how to be together, how to co-create together, how to love each other for who they are, how to um, uh, be accepting of all of our fall-offs, right? She says, and she says, me and Tinkerbell try to show them the way. Um, she says, because we, we have a very healthy relationship that spans lifetimes. And she's right. And she says, but she goes, she says, what I've done, she says, is I keep on um, praying to God. I keep the faith. And I know that God will get us all through. And she goes, and without fail, each time God gets us through. God has gotten me through. And and just to, to give you an idea of how sick she was, uh, is it okay to show? Yeah. Okay. So if you take a look at her nails, I mean, can I put you up here so that people can, I can move my, uh, I want to give them a better look. Okay. So if you take a look, she doesn't have a nail 
It's on the left mm-hmm. side. So what happened was, and the other one's going the wrong way. And so what happened was her immune system was so weakened that when I went in to get her nails clipped, <clears throat> and I should mention that when you get a, a newborn parrot, their claws and their, and their beaks are razor sharp. And I mean, they don't even have to try to hurt you. The mere fact that they touch you will rip your skin. Not funny. She goes, kind of was. <laughs> so I take her. So you're okay. So you get a template over you. You don't have to get traumatized. We took the trauma away. But I just want to make sure. So we took her in to get her 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 nail trimmed. Her system was so weak, the entire nail came out. And I hear her screeching from the other side of the room. And uh, I went in immediately and I said, I don't know what's happening, but we need to stop now. And uh, and they were going to keep going. Like they were just going to keep taking them out. Oops, like one of the nails fell out. They were going to keep going. I'm like, you don't keep going if the nail's falling out. You get a you get a a file a nail file and you file <laughs> you don't use the clipper and so so what she wants you to know she says I've been through a lot of trauma not only this lifetime but past lifetimes uh, this is my grandfather this was my grandfather uh, in this life he died when I was seven and he came back in 2016 so. He died in 1970 and came back in 2016 to me as as And he was in the Holocaust. So he's not immune to fear. He's not immune to um, discomfort and all of that. And so uh, in the in the past lifetime, in this present lifetime, um, <laughs> sorry. Um, in this uh, present lifetime, you know, she's trying to say that it's her faith. Faith in God. Fifty years ago, when I believed it, <clears throat> I didn't really understand faith in God. She's asking me to ask you all to go back and reflect on your life. Where has God showed up and showed off and showed up for you to give you what you needed, even though it wasn't exactly what you expected and when you expected, it was in his timing. Anything else that we did? There is more. You gotta let other people talk, honey. I'm just a little tired. Okay. And she says, lead with love. Instead of leading with fear, lead with love. And she says, Michelle, would you like to add to that? I think, you know, we were talking about faith, and I think another, I'm going to speak for me, and I, I, I do know that for others, it sometimes can resonate. We also, 
um, are invited to have faith in ourselves. Mm. Mm. So often, and I'm not saying that we're giving our power away to God or, you know, our higher being. But what I am saying is sometimes, and I'm going to be very delicate about this, so hear me out. Sometimes we can use God. I'm just going to say that. Sometimes we can use God as a scapegoat. Mm. or action. Um, we can tell ourselves, well, I need to pray about it. Well, I need to, like, there's a, and I'm sure a lot of you have seen this, and I'm not going to get it correct 100%, but, you know, the, the whole story about um, someone, you know, being shipwrecked. Uh, or um, they're floating in the ocean or whatever, and they, they're, they like, praying to God to be rescued, you know, please save me, from, you know, please come help me. And, you, you know, this little tugboat comes by, can we help you? Do you need any? No, I'm waiting to be rescued by God. Thank you. God, why aren't you rescuing me? Why aren't and then a helicopter comes down and, you know, tries to pick you up. No, I'm waiting. And it's like, okay, how many more signs do you need in order to know that this is the answer, right? So I think that, um, I think we can be paralyzed in a fear, um, and we can use God or our higher selves or the universe as a scapegoat for inaction, um, an excuse for inaction. I used to see this in real estate all the time. Um, I was, I, it feels like a former life now, but um, in this lifetime, I was a real estate broker for 20 years. And uh, I would see uh, people not taking action, even though my expertise, uh, because I was a top producer, I would say, if we don't jump on this now, it will be gone tomorrow. And it was not a sales pitch because it wasn't my house. At the end of the day, I had a place to live, right? They were the ones who wanted to buy something. So I was giving them my, you know, professional, uh, not opinion, but my knowledge. And they would say, oh, yeah, but I just, I, really, I want to go home and think about it. I really want to pray about it. I need to pray about it. And I'm... I always bit my tongue, but what I wanted to say was, I can guarantee you, if you say you want to pray about this now, you've already prayed about it. You've already prayed for God or the universe to bring you the perfect house. You've made your list of, because this is what I did with every client, you mm-hmm. made your list of what you wanted to have in the house, in the home, and what you had to have in the home, and what your non-negotiable for. And this house checks all of those boxes. So why are you not understanding that this is the answer to your prayer? Instead, you're going to go home and pray about it and then lose out on it because you didn't take the tugboat that came by or the helicopter. So I just want to, I, I feel strongly that we can stay stuck 
out of fear, and we can use all sorts of things to keep us there. And they can be excuses. And so having faith and trusting ourselves needs to be a part of that. And I'm saying the word need very intentionally. It has to be. It has to be a part of that because if you're praying and praying and praying or meditating or whatever it is that you do to ask for help or guidance and you're not trusting yourself that the signs that you're receiving and those gut feelings are the answer, it's time to step back and ask, why am I not trusting myself? Why am I not having faith in myself? Especially when I've asked for these signs and these answers, and then I don't take action when I receive them. So I just felt, obviously, a little bit strongly about that. It came out a little forceful. But no, that's really good, and it, and it takes me to something I want to share. Perfect. How I got to... Okay, could, okay. could you come? Okay, hold on a second. Can you let me speak? We'll let you speak next. We're doing round robins, okay? We're doing rob, round parrot. I know, I know, I heard it too. So, so I'm going to say yes to everything you said. This is a yes and. It's not an either or, okay? How I got to the point, like when we walked into this house, my husband said, oh, we should probably look at other houses. And I said, well, but why? <laughs> My, because it's the house, right? And, but how did I get there? For me, and it doesn't mean that you have to take the same path, but this was my path. I asked God. And it got to the point where I created this pathway between me and spirit, between me and source, that I became on instant case. I would just get that message, and I'd have the faith. I'd go, and I'd take action quick. Like, it's just not a question. To the point where some people find my energy a little too intense. Because I just have a knowing now. But it started with hearing God, listening to God. And I could feel in my heart this energy of love, of truth, and just of love and truth. Like, like that. And so then what happened was, like I walk into something and I have a question, love and truth show in my heart. I'm like, boom, yeah, let's do it. I'm just, I don't have to go where, anywhere and pray about it. I don't have to go back and meditate. I have a direct path that's like a, a trail that I blaze between me and God. And so that trail is there. It's a, a permanent fixture in my life, a permanent connection. And so now it's on instinct case. I don't have to go meditate. He's talking to me. Joe, to take it. Go. No, go now. Don't wait. This is yours. And so it's a yes and. I'm saying that's the path that got me there. So I don't have to go meditate about it again. So if you feel the love in your heart. And I do understand. I'm sorry. No, no, no. So I was just going to say, if you feel the love in your heart. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. But I do understand also that at times, we can receive mixed signals. Oh, for sure. And the, the reason for that is either, A, we're not being clear in our ask, 
in our request, or our ego is getting involved, or we are taking other people's, other humans' um, opinions too much to heart. Or program belief systems. What about that? Absolutely. All of those things. That's where our ego comes in, but you know, comes into play because we're programmed for certain things to believe and hear and feel certain things, um, and to be triggered by certain things. And so sometimes when we have done the back work, we've done the praying or the meditating, we've asked the questions, we've made the request. If we are getting mixed signals, it is very likely that it is one of those things happening. So then, then I would say next step there would be ask for clarity and then stop, right? Because if we try to figure it out in our own mind, sometimes we can muck it up even more. Sometimes we have to wipe the slate clean from all this mind chatter, right? All the monkey mind and all of the stuff that is, again, we're bombarded with every single day. Sometimes this is like, you know, you're doing, Jody. You got to take a step back to gain clarity, to uh, listen and really hear the truth and then to feel that and then to know. So I understand it's not always for each one of us in every instance, every instance of, oh, yeah, I absolutely know. Because sometimes there's a lot of other variables going on. Especially the brain chatter. Absolutely. So, and which you and I were talking about that the other day, that I've never, you know, because I can feel everybody's everything. You don't have that. That's, like, amazing. Friend of mine 
published hers and another friend published hers. And so I bought all their books, but I'm writing my book this month. So I'm, you know, going to be, <sighs> I just have a lot of work to do. So my focus has to be finishing the book. And then um, interestingly enough, which will be a great resource for my book is uh, a group of doctors brought out all the things that the toxins in our food, water and air supply um, you know, and, you know, blah, 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 are causing. I'm like, oh, great resource, and they have all the documentation I need. Thank you. Perfect. Yeah, I bought it. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, right. So um, there's something I wanted to say to that. So we were talking about, I'm so flipping tired today. Um, I'm with you. Yeah. I, I, I need a... Uh, uh, a timeout. <laughs> Just think from a break. Wow. Can we talk about belief systems for a moment? Yes, of course. And and how we can let go of fear. Yeah. Okay. So as you know, I broke my wrist, right? I never broke a bone in my life. Um, hold on a second, she says. Yes, Donna, I will send you a picture of a feather for sure. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. my, my pleasure to do so. Um, so I broke my wrist, and instead of going into fear mode, I went into what I call my Joan mode because, uh, you know, uh, I have it that I was in my past life, Joan of Arc, kind of a warrior woman, which is that rough exterior that I have. And... Um, and it doesn't mean that's not, I mean, she's only one part of, you know, me. Um, and so I immediately got out my red light therapy and I got out my pulse electromagnetic therapy. And before even going to the doctor, I'm healing my wrist, right? And the break was, I, and I put it back into place, by the way, right? So when they got to the doctor the next morning, it was a clean break. Uh, they wanted to cast it. I can't cast because of my sensitivity to chemicals, and I was told not to put on a cast, and so we just did a brace, okay? Now, I find an orthopedic, and I'm giving a shortened version of this. Um, I find an orthopedic doctor. He's asleep, and for those of you who know me, you know what I'm talking about. And so uh, I'm called to find another orthopedic doctor, so I go to Piedmont, and um, I find a great orthopedic um, Interestingly enough, when I get to him, the wrist bone, because it, it was broken in four places, moved out. And I'm like, oh, why did that happen? It was domestic, because they wanted to get this particular doctor, who was the chief medical officer, a message. So they moved my wrist out. And he said, you know, he goes, I would have passed this, and I probably would have had surgery. And I said, well, that's not an option. I said, but given who I am, I said, why don't you tell me exactly what you would have done in surgery? We'll just share it with my spiritual team and let them do it while I sleep. And he kind of looked at me. He goes, well, if you can do that, he goes, you and I are going to go into business together. And he said, and then um, he goes, and I'll quit my job here and we'll go, we'll go heal the world. And I said, well, first of all, I will. I said, and second of all, we won't. <laughs> I said, and you know, because that's not why I'm here. 
And I don't even know. I'm just speaking what God's telling me to say. And, um, and so then, you know, I said, well, you know, I'll fix this in eight weeks. Now, I knew it was going to fix it overnight and in a nanosecond. But I told him eight weeks because of his, I think they call it, um, what's the cognizance? Um, do you know what word I'm, the co- cognitive dissonance. Oh. Meaning they couldn't possibly think of healing something in a nanosecond. So give them something that, that they can understand like eight weeks. Okay? So that's what I said. We'll fix it in eight weeks. And so, um, anyways, um, so we did. I came back. And this was last week. Um, by the way, the same day that my article came out and shout out Atlanta. Okay? And he looked at the x-ray. And he goes, it moved. <laughs> I said, great. I said, can I have your attention now? He said, yes. I said, great, I'll give you the message. And I don't know what the message is, right? I had no idea until, of course, he spoke it to me. But he won't take his eyes off the computer. Not because he's trying to ignore me. Because the computer is showing the before and after picture, and he can't believe his eyes. So... Now he's feeling a little bit of fear because he doesn't understand and it's fearful for him, but it's a signal for change. And then here was the message that God gave him through me. And he said, they said, I go, well, I don't know what the message is, I said, but let me go into spirit. And so I did. And it's he, what God said was, I need you to stop poisoning my children. He says, I want you to study nutrition and I want you to understand what plant will replace pain medication. And then I came out of spirit because I knew I had a death that I had just gotten three days earlier from a doctor on all the, the combinations of plants that will mitigate, help you mitigate pain. I said, and actually, I go, I can send you the deck. And I said, and I can send you the audio version of the presentation. And I said, and he doesn't want you just to do that. I said, he wants you to lead the way. He wants you to lead the way. And I looked to my left, and there's a picture of the doctor that I'm sitting in front of. He's a chief medical officer. Of course they picked him. Right? And he said, I'm very spiritual. If I don't go to church, I said, neither do I. I'm building my own. <laughs> she thinks that's funny. Um, and, I, and he says, he goes, but I'm very spiritual. I said, well, then you know what's happening. He goes, I go, of course I know what's happening to people. I go, are you awake? He goes, I'm very awake. So I created a little fear for him. Actually, I didn't, but God did by using my body as a tool to communicate. And so that fear is a signal to make change, to make good change, to bring blessings to other people. Okay, is there something else you want me to share? Hmm. 
She's saying that we also have to look at the fact that we have been imprinted upon and cursed and um, we had these cellular memories. Okay, am I telling what you wanted me to say? Okay, then stop fighting. <laughs> Um, and that those cellular memories of fear need to be released. Hmm. You want to do a prayer with me, Michelle? Okay. To release fears for people? Okay. I know we're not going to get fully, but we'll get to a certain level of whatever it is that we get to. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll do that in about like a few minutes. Is that fine? Okay. Because um, they're coming to me and they're saying that what you and I can do to affect change right now for people is to help them release fears mm-hmm. and step into their power. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm being called also, this was again going back to giving our power away and excuses and things. Mm-hmm. Um, energy is real. Limiting beliefs, imprints, patterns, they're all real. Mm-hmm. And we also um, can give our power away to them if we use them, again, as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Well, I do this because of that. Okay, that's step number one. Step number two is do something about it. Again, I'm, I'm just, I'm, it's coming back that we very easily can use these uh, other powers, these other energies, these, oh, well, I was this in a past life, or I did, I, I see this a lot, and what I hear is it becomes, it starts to become an excuse, mm-hmm. where we are giving our power away to those things, because mm-hmm. honestly, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter today what happened in a past life or what happened in our childhood because we are called to take accountability for our actions now. Is it easier for us? Is it reactionary for us? Does it feel more natural for us to react in a certain way or to do certain things because of our past or our experiences? Absolutely. But we're still accountable for how we act and what we choose to focus on and what we choose to give our power to. So if we give our power to, oh, well, I, I haven't been able to control it because of X, Y, Z. Okay, fine. That's in the past. Take care of it now. Make those changes now. And again, it a lot of times goes back to fear. We um, can fear all sorts of things, but this would be probably fear of stepping into our own power. All day. Like, yeah. All wanting something to blame our 
issues on or our fears on. And I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, yeah, I, I don't care anymore. I'm saying that with a grain of salt. Because what happened 10 years ago, 100 years ago, 5,000 years ago, doesn't matter today. It only matters that we look at it, see how we are allowing that to keep us stuck or, or make us the victim and not make the changes that we're being called to change. That's why those things are coming up. They're a call for us to shift. They're a call for us to change. And like Eileen said, learn from it. Yeah, absolutely. They're there to teach us lessons. They're there for us to learn and grow through, not to use as excuses of why we do certain things and why we treat people a certain way. Oh, you know, you're hitting the, y'all are hitting the nail on the head. I mean, because that's what conversation I was having with someone just yesterday. I'm like, I'm sorry. No more excuses. You can't just keep on saying I'm sorry and do the same thing. You are being called to make a change. It doesn't serve you. The behavior doesn't serve you. Let it go. I mean, that's and we can find we can find instance after instance after instance. And I see this sometimes in the spiritual realm where someone will be, you know, they'll have a particular behavior if they're they're exhibiting. And they will initially say, oh, well, it's because of this. Okay, go heal it. Mm -hmm. Work on it. You know, do what you need to do to take care of it. And then when it comes up again, they don't use that same thing. It's, oh, well, I see another instance. Okay. And they continue to come up with these reasons why they're continuing to do the same behavior. Now, am I saying that every behavior is easy to change in an instant? Absolutely not. But continuing to make excuses is giving yourself permission to stay where you are. Thank you. Can you say that one more time? Making excuses gives you permission to what? Stay where you are. Is it okay to stay where you are? I mean, I guess it is. Does it serve you? Does it serve you to stay where you are? Not if it's in a negative space or a toxic space or you're not happy or or it's um, affecting someone else in mm-hmm. a negative way. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Right, right. I feel like I've gotten on my soapbox about this this morning, but it is being pushed upon me energetically. People need to hear this. I know. Stop making excuses. Well, my parents did this or they did this to me when I was young. I, it's the, all the trauma that, listen, I get it. I have compassion. I went through trauma. I was sexually abused. I would, you know, mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why do people don't think that because we're on stage or we're doing that, we didn't actually have to climb the mountain? We're still climbing the mountain, but all day. Excuses of why we are a certain way doesn't serve anyone, Mm -hmm. most of all ourselves. I could have stayed stuck in that sexual abuse victim Mm -hmm. mentality, which makes me nuts. Exactly, and 
and I, n not knocking traditional therapy because there is a place for it and there are some amazing therapists, amazing therapists. Well, like the one that got me off of like the 19 drugs, yeah, like that. Exactly. And then there are some <laughs> practitioners, and not just therapists, by the way, you know. Just mental health, health practitioners, yeah. Mental health, there are some spiritual people. I mean, it's, it's everywhere, right? Where their goal really is not healing and empowerment. It is, okay, let's rehash this. Let's keep looking at this. And I hear from so many women that I work with that, you know, a few sessions of the work that we do is so much more powerful than their, you know, 10 years of therapy because I don't allow people to stay the victim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, neither I do I. Allow it. And if they, if they can't come to grips with the fact that they are playing that victim and that they are making excuses, then I don't work with them anymore. And I don't mean that to be disrespectful or um, not helpful. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to get anywhere. It's going to waste my time, their time, and their money. That's right. To to not have the healing take hold because they are constantly going back to the excuse. Right. Thank you. No, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is exactly the issue. This is exactly the issue. And I actually, I didn't actually lose a client. He kind of fired himself because he wasn't willing to do the things, and it wasn't financial. Finance, finances are not an issue for this person. He was more committed to the identity of what he had than he was to the healing. And so, as a result, he hasn't come back, and I'm like, okay. I'm like, and you're not doing, I, I don't want to be too specific, uh, I, you're not doing X, Y, Z. You know that's the one thing, the one element that's left to shift your healing and you won't do it, and it's not a money issue. So it's a mindset. It's and it an unwilling to that comfort level that we were talking about, that Donna and us were talking about, right? And, right, and the person is used to being the victim. Yeah. So that person is going to have to let go of the victim mode in order to heal both mentally and physically because this person has a very, very, and I mean very, significant physical ailments, actually multiple, it would go away. It would go away. And everything that I've provided to him thus far has worked for him. And this is the key thing that will flip it. And I'm like, okay. And I've reached out to him probably twice in the last two months where he's had this key, and he knows. He knows, because he, he's gotten results on everything I've told him to do. And so I'm, I'm actually being called to share this. Like, where in your life are you resisting success? Where are you, in your, in your life, are you more committed to the old identity, whether it being a victim or being shy or being whatever, you know, where are you committed to something that doesn't serve your your higher purpose of, of, of your mission and your vision? And are you, and the answer is yes, by the way, 
are you your own worst enemy? And I'm not singling you out, whoever's listening to this. We all are. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, really, right. But if you're not getting something done or something's not happening, it's you. <laughs> and you can't be pointing the finger because it's all you. <laughs> so it's 944 and... I want to do that prayer, and I know that there was an ask for prayer earlier here for one person, but I'm not called to do it for one person. I'm really called to do it for everybody. And what I want to make, I'm going to give you the list, Michelle, and I want to know before we do this if there's something you want to add to it. And then, of course, as we're in prayer, if there's something else that comes in, we just add it. And then um, everybody who's listening, you know, go ahead and put in a thread you know, because it'll go in there whether we read it or not, what you want to manifest in this prayer. And so far what I have is to release the fear, release excuses, uh, the victimhood, the pain, and to step into power. But I know there's more to release, so go for it. And what else we want to do? Well, I loved um, what you had said about former identities. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your identity around something. Um, and I took all those were notes from when you were speaking, Dolly. So I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, um, I think you know, uh, a big one to call in to manifest change would be freedom. So freedom from all of those things. Well, freedom to be right. Freedom to be exactly who you are. Yeah. And. Oh, 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 the freedom to walk away. Sure. Yeah. And you know what I'm talking about because it's coming down the pike in a few months or, or in a month, actually, I'm hearing. And it, it, it ha- it's, uh, it's uh, liquid. Uh, it's sharp. And you need somebody else to give it to you. So freedom to walk away from that. Mm-hmm. That carrot. Mm-hmm. Um, you had said Staying in your own power, is that right? Or step into your own power. Okay. Yeah. And 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 you know, step into your greatness. Um, looks like we have new comments. Hold on. So to know my mission and success. Mm. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other thing I want to say, there was something else. Hold on. Clarity, clarity. There's something so big. Hold on. And I got it. Okay. So um, there's someone I know, we worked on him yesterday, uh, Rajai and I, uh, Rajai Kaldani. Um, the person had a curse on them that they could not consistently connect to God. And it turned out in a past lifetime, someone, and we know who it was, put a curse on that person, put a curse on this guy to um, not be able to consistently hear God's word. And so, um, so as a result, like, there were just interferences. So what we're going to do is remove any interferences between people and God. So remove interferences. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. And insert whatever uh, word you need. Source, God, yeah, Jesus, my, you know. Um, anyone simply because of their belief, because we know that the energy is all the same. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. Thank you for the reminder. Anyone here, yeah. insert what you need. We are not here to create divide at all. In fact, we're also going to release the need to divide. Thank you. That's why I did that. Judgment, divide. Um, because have love for oneself. So and right. bring in, yep. So we step into one power. Uh, bring in, need another piece of paper. Uh, mm-hmm. Self love. And self acceptance, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Self acceptance. And self awareness. Uh huh. Accountability. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. And Donna uh, Prado says to know my mission and success too. So when we, so actually, Donna, I'm hearing there's an interference between you and God as well. So you will know your mission when we're done. Okay. I'm cool, and I know there'll be more. And so um, I'm going to add the phrase or something better so that it covers whatever we don't, are as our 3D selves don't recognize. Um, Anything yeah, yeah. Anything we didn't verbalize or something better. Those are always great phrases uh, to add. And so um, let me just do this. I'm going to create a banner. Um, so release and receive. I'm going to call this the release and receive prayer. I like it. Mhm. Um. Okay. And take that off. Okay. Okay. What I'm going to ask uh, everyone to just ground. Uh, you know, uh, feel Mother Earth in. Yeah, bring bring Mother Earth into your field. Bring in the trees into your field, and bring in source energy. I'm doing this quickly, but I feel like the people who are here know how to do this. I'm not, I'm not going to go through the full, because I, I feel everyone's uh, very uh, centeredness and love and peace and harmony in their heart. And I'm going to ask everybody to open up for this, for this prayer, your heart chakra and your crown chakra, and put, turn on your receiver which is your left side, like your left hand. So you're here, you're willing to receive the prayer. Everybody open to receive, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so bring in source energy and any other name that you wish to call it by. And what we're going to do today for everybody who's listening now and those who will listen later, and for those who can hear us energetically, and to anyone in the world who's willing to receive. Today, we are going to do the all-clear protocol back to the roots. 
on releasing judgment of others and most importantly judgment of ourselves. Breathe that out. Breathe out the fear. Breathe out the judgment. Release the fear of our success. Release the fear of being loved. (sighs) Release and give to source the need to make excuses for where you're at today. I feel your tears. Let it let it cry. Let it go, people. Let it go. Just cry it out. You don't have to fear. You don't have to make excuses for who you are. Release the pain that you have around it and any other pain that you have and give it to source energy. Remove any interference that you have between yourself and source. Remove interferences. I see that remove. Make a clear path. Want to align the Merkabas? Align the gyroscope. Connect the Merkaba, the gyroscope to source. Make a clear path to source. Yes. Reconnect. Activate. Wow. I feel hearts. uh, Wow. Okay. So we released judgment. We lost the fear and excuses and pain. And we released victim. The concept and thought form of being a victim. No longer yours to receive. No longer yours to hold. And remove all the imprints and cellular memories around that. All lifetimes, all dimensions. Go. Replace with the ability and the desire and the passion to step into your own power. Not based upon the constraints of the past. Step into the freedom to be. Exactly who you're meant to be. Receive the clarity that you need. Be the conduit, your own conduit for self-love and self-acceptance. Be your own conduit for self-awareness and being accountable for who you are and giving yourself grace along the way as you learn. Michelle, can you take in now? Can you take over? There's something you need to say out here. The word persecution just popped in and 
I'm feeling it around letting go, releasing the persecution that was in your past or your present. And and releasing the desire to persecute others. Oh, huge. that persecution from the past and the need to retaliate, release the need to retaliate. That was a big one. Bring in peace. Watching it flow from the divine down through soul star chakras, crown chakras, third eye chakras, Throat chakra, high heart and heart chakra, solar plexus, torso, navel, sacral, root chakra, and earth star chakra, grounding the peace into the earth from above. Remove traumas around everything that we remove today. Remove all those traumas, please. Time to give them to God. Release those traumas to God. And I'm sending everyone a frequency right now that brings in their brain into a theta state. So what we're doing is we're doing a reset on the neural network of the brain, bringing it back down to baseline, centering it, recentering, recentering, reset the hippocampus. Apparently mine needed it. (laughs) Got to have a little levity. And bring in the love, peace, honey, joy. Uh, Michelle, can you take it again? I'm hearing there's something else you need to add. I feel complete. There's something missing, and I'm trying to hear it. Oh, got it. We're going to seal this in. Seal it, everything that we just did for, for everyone. We're going to seal it. Your divine right is now being sealed to be sealed and be connected to God in this lifetime, all lifetimes, for your entire lineage. Yep. Done. So be it, so be it, so be it, and so it is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well. I'm a little dizzy. Yeah. That persecution one was amazing. Because we do persecute people.
including ourselves. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We're, yeah. Okay, so, um, I want to send out love and gratitude to everyone today. And thank you for being here. I really want to thank you, Michelle. In a lot of ways, you've been the wind beneath my wings. You've been my blind spot. Well, you've been the one who opens up the blind spot. And you haven't been the blind spot. You've been the person who shows me the blind spot. Um, and you're the first friend I made when I came to Georgia. And I never take our friendship for granted. I hope you know that. And it's a privilege. Privilege to, to know you, privilege to be friends with you, to call you my soul sister, to have you share your wisdom on the show. And it's just a privilege um, to be here with you. So thank you. Thank you. I'm truly honored. Um, yeah, I'm honored to be used in this way to help shine light. Um, and to to be a part of your purpose and your mission um, in a small way. So thank you. Oh, in a huge way. And, you know, you and I spoke the other day that your purpose here is to bring joy. Is that right? Yeah. If you one of them, yeah. One of them, for yeah. sure. Mine's to bring peace. Mm-hmm. And um, if you live in the Georgia area, uh, follow Michelle on Facebook. Um, let me just see if I can find that back again real quickly. And um, she has her, well, of course she has band X, so she's the lead singer. She's amazing. And then she also has the, um, the karaoke. I promise not to be the lead singer out there. Just saying. And I may break the promise. Just saying. Also. Everybody can be a lead singer for minutes. <laughs> I am going to practice my one song, which is This Girl is on Fire. See? Okay. Yes. I was waiting for you to do that one the other night. I, um, I need to be able to be in my own center, and I wasn't in my center. Fair enough. Yeah, so I needed to be in my center to be able well, to I look forward to it when you are. Yeah, me too. So uh, it will happen one day. So um, so we will be on, uh, Michelle and I will be on again in October. Uh, first, she's always the first Tuesday of the month. And uh, I'm still trying to figure out the booking for next week. It's uh, <laughs> We're having problems connecting with people to get the show scheduled. But we, in any situation they'll be uh we'll have amazing um insight to share 
because uh, both people are amazing, but you can't figure out what the dates are. And we'll get that handled today. So I can't tell you what's next week. I'll just tell you, stay tuned. Um, so, and there's just a lot of gratitude that's come here. So we just want to, I just want to show that real quick. Sungay Sage, she says, thank you. Uh, Chris, thank you, ladies. Zelda, she also says, thank you. Donna says, I felt that, oh, strong, good, very happy. And uh, she says, thank you. So thank you all. And, um, um, you know, stay tuned next week. And that's, I think that's it because I'll keep talking because I'm tired. So uh, let me just do this. And that's not the one I want. That's it. So if you need to contact Michelle, this is how. And um, one more comment. New comments. Take a power nap 20 minutes, Jody works wonders. Yes, with the bot on. Reset the neural network of the brain back down to baseline. All right. All right. Let me just see if I can do that. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Bye.